So get strapped in. <laughs> the flames were licking all through the farmhouse and smoke infiltrating every room. The farmer and his wife and son had gone to bed early the night before, but suddenly the farmer was awoken. Smoke filling the room, choking, couldn't see a thing. Stumbled downstairs, ran outside and just hoped his wife and son were there as well, but they weren't. He tried all he could to get back in, but the flames and the smoke were just driving him back. Just opposite the door to the farmhouse was the pigsty, or as they say in Gornal, pigsty. But then that's a small gene pool in Gornal. <laughs> and the farmer's favourite pig watched what was going on. And without further ado, dashed through the front door, into the farmhouse, upstairs, dashed back down with his wife, and not the pig's wife, but the farmer's wife, on his back. Wow, fantastic. Oh, the farmer was so pleased. The pig ran back in again straight back upstairs, got the sun on his back, straight back down outside. Fantastic. The pig saved his family. Round of applause for the pig. Hey. We'll clap anything here, won't we, really? I mean, what a fantastic story. So fantastic, in fact, that the local press got to hear of it. They thought, oh, we've got to know a little bit more about this. Uh, and so one of the local hacks went round to meet the farmer and sat down there in the, the new uh, little barn that they'd converted where they were living. And said, can you tell me more about this? You see, it's oh, fantastic, told the story. You know what? He said, I'd really like to see this pig. I'd really like to meet this pig and maybe take a photograph uh, for the paper. Yeah, that's fine, no problem. No problem, said the farmer. So off they went to the pigsty, and there was the pig. Ah, said the newspaper reporter. I didn't know the pig had got a wooden leg. I haven't finished yet. And the farmer said, well, he hadn't got a wooden leg at the time. Oh, said the hack, well, how did that happen then? Well, if you've got a pig like that, said the farmer, would you eat it all at once? <clears throat> We've been hearing some fantastic stories today and over the two years or so that we've been here. And that's what sparked my imagination. And God seems to speak to me now in the night. Old men shall dream dreams. And I'm sorry, but that's when it happens for me now. In the middle of the night, and you wake up and a clarity of thought, perhaps that you've not been going down that way and God speaks to you. And it's all about story. The Philistines drew near. They usually do, don't they? The Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into a panic. And they were routed before the Israelites. The men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way 
to a point below Beth Car. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far has the Lord helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not invade Israel, Israelite territory again. Thus far has the Lord helped us. You know, it's been very humbling watching people write the cards out. Some folks who you know have had a seriously difficult time over the last two years. Very humbling indeed. But what they're saying is, thus far has the Lord helped me. And we're saying as a congregation here this morning, thus far has the Lord helped us. But so far, there's still more to come. That's the implication. And so Samuel raised a stone of help. Well, as they seem to say on the news these days, there's a backstory. What on earth? Did you hear that on the news? There's a backstory to this. In other words, something's happened before. There's some history to it. The backstory here is that the uh, people of God were defeated 20 years before at pretty much the same spot. And here they were. They had come full circle. And so Samuel. Oops. Wilting. Nice one, Jim. I'm okay there. And so Samuel erected the stone. It was for a memorial stone. They weren't going to worship it. It wasn't nicely polished and shaped and so on. It was for a memorial stone that every time they came that way, every time they talked about it, there was the stone, the stone of victory to remember them. I know a lot of people here, you write journals. They are your Ebenezer stones. You go back and you have a look at them and say, did God really say? You know, like Eve said to Adam, did God really say? And you perhaps, perhaps question yourself sometimes, what well, did God really say? Did that really happen? And you look at your journal, your Ebenezer stone, and yes, God has been with you. Now, rocks and stones, they are some of my favourite things. Rocks and stones. I know, it's a bit weird, isn't it? But look, can I tell you, rocks rock. Okay. So, how many scriptures do you know or stories with rocks or rock in it. Come on, shout them out, one after another. Rocks and rocks. The first thing that's come to your mind, a story. David and Goliath, yes. Build your house on the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. That's two, not bad going, is it? Oh, looked at Wow, brilliant. Nice one, Phil. I was glad to be on the same billing as Phil today. I said that to him earlier. Now I can retire. They took the rock and the water came out. The honey in the rock. Perhaps you're thinking of some, and you haven't said them, here are some of my favourites. The rock of my salvation. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Wow. Tremendous. The stone that the builders rejected. Did you think of that one? The five stones. And my father-in-law used to sing about the honey in the rock. The honey in the rock. And you'll receive a white stone with a new name on it. And loads of others. Do a study about rocks. But what a story to remember here, raising this Ebenezer stone. It's a story to remember, it's a story to relate to others. The J10 story started, of course, nearly 40 years ago. And as far as I'm aware, there's one person, not maybe here this morning, but still here with us now, who was here on that very first day. And others of us have joined over that 38 years or so. I know that there are some here for the first time today, because I've shaken hands with them, for the first time joining this journey, welcome. Should we give them a clap? Yeah. First time. 
What I want to encourage you to do is to tell your story. We've heard so much recently about telling your story. Last week, Mary came out and told us about Becky telling her story. Becky's story. We heard the story that's going on down in Reading. Oops. This is going life of its own. Rose preached about a story last week. Recurring theme is story. Phil's just told us a story. Rob Reed recently has told us some stories that have been going on with the Gideons. Mandy and Wally telling us their story. Chiddy on the markets. Penny's been out telling the story. Jasmine telling the story. We've heard from Rachel Evans this morning telling the story. Andrew telling the story. This is what we need to do is take that story to people. A couple of weeks ago, Joe was telling the story about him travelling through Europe. Some fully bits, some challenging bits, but he got there. Can you believe it? But he got there. It was a fantastic night across at Bilston. Be great to see you on Sunday evening, folks. Come and join us in telling this story. And by the way, last week, uh, a great number of people of ours praying for Warsaw. That was really excellent to see. Thank you for being with us for that, telling the story. I wonder what stories have hit you this week in the headlines. I've heard uh, quite a disturbing one here uh, as a, a sweet fan that... Um, Sweet fans are bitter, play on words there, you get that? Sweet fans are bitter as Quality Street axes Toffee Deluxe. Now, if that's your favourite, I'm really sorry they've axed it. I don't care, I like that green triangle, so it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter to me. But they're going to put a honeycomb crunch in there. Now, that's in the news this week. Look, folks, your story is more newspaper worthy than that. Anyone seen the new plastic fiver? Yes. <laughs> Great, aren't they? Really good. Yeah, you've got one. Well done. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've printed millions of them. But if you can get... <laughs> uh, but if you get one with low serial numbers, it could be worth a lot of money. Here's another one. Is your plastic fiver worth... Uh, £800. You'll, don't get them out yet. Wait, wait till later on. And you just might have one. Now, is your story of what Jesus has done for you more important than that? Now, I, I love this girl. It's just great into Pippa Middleton. Either, it's like Marmite in it, really. You either like it or you don't like it. She's had 3,000 photos um, hacked from her account and so on. Now, that's a serious story in itself, isn't it, really? We don't, that sort of breach of security. And then just to match the uh, one about the Quality Street, did you know that half of children didn't go to the dentist last year? Shame on you, parents. Get them there. <laughs> Your story is much greater than that story to talk to people about. Here are some headlines, very briefly, some headlines from John chapter 4. Seeing is believing. A lady who met Jesus goes back and tells her villagers, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Now, if that were your story, we used to call it testimony in the old days for anybody over 50, you know. This is her story. Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. And because of that story, many believed in him in that village. A healed man interrogated. The Pharisees trying to interrogate him. Well, what's going on? What's happened here? And the man says, well, 
I don't know whether this man's a sinner or not, but one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I can see. One of my mentors, when I was uh, in the youth, as a youth, many years ago, his story contained something like this. It was like someone had switched on a light inside. What a story. What a story. Fire on the road to Emmaus. As they got back to their friends, did not our hearts burn within us as we walked with him on the way? And this is your story. Walking, if you read the story in Luke 24, walking, talking, praying, realizing who Jesus is. And as you walk and talk and pray with your family, with your friends, with your work colleagues, maybe with strangers, the prayer is that they will realize, because of your story, who Jesus is. I looked at these stories, thought, what's similar about them? There's an excitement, there's an authenticity, there's a revelation, but it was personal. It was their story. Do you remember when Ron came and told us the other week? Ron's gone, where's he gone? Ron, yeah. And he told us how he had to seek the Lord for himself, for his part in the journey. His story, Jasmine's told us a story. So many, really, have told their story. Our confidence is in him. So we raise our Ebenezer stone today, uh, a stone of remembrance, and say, thus far has the Lord helped us. But we're not worshipping the stone. We're not worshipping Samuel. We're not worshipping the past. As I often say to some students, there's no future in history. We honour them, but we don't worship them. Our confidence is in him because we are looking forward. Now, I don't know whether Samuel was a big guy, maybe bigger than me, perhaps. Or maybe the stone he lifted was a little one. But I guess it must have been a big one, because otherwise somebody would have kicked it over, wouldn't they, really? So when they said Samuel raised the Ebenezer stone, I think perhaps like he was the main person. It's like saying... Claudio Ranieri won the Premier League last year. Well, he didn't do it on his own, actually. He got a whole team of people around him. So maybe people helped Samuel. So what I'm going to do, and hope you'll do this as well, I'm going to try and lift this uh, relatively little stone and put it on the little pile there as a sign of our Ebenezer and saying, Lord, as far as J10 is concerned, thus far have you helped us. And if you feel inclined, I've got some bowls around with some little stones in. If you'd like to get up out of your seat and just come and put one of the stones on and say, yeah, I acknowledge that, Lord, for myself, but also for J10 here. Thus far has the Lord helped us, but we're looking forward, but not to the past. Yes, we remember, but we're trusting in you for the future. And then when we've done that, I'll just spend another minute to finish off.
Thank you, folks. So what you're saying is, I have been, I am, and I will be part of this journey. Tell your story. The hymn writer puts it like this. Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord, the greatness of his name, the greatness of his might. And in the last verse, tell out my soul the glories of his word. Firm is his promise and his mercy sure. Tell out my soul the greatness of the Lord to children's children and forevermore. And Lord, that's our prayer. And we want to declare this now. I'm going to read something just from Psalms to finish. And we're going to declare it to my own soul, to each other, into the heavenlies, and to principalities and powers. This is where I'm going to declare this. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Lord, we just thank you for your presence with us over the years, and particularly these years of change, sometimes being easy, sometimes not so easy. But we raise our Ebenezer stone and declare to the world, thus far has the Lord helped us. We honour Samuel. We honour the memory of all the Samuels that have come over the years. But we look to the stone as a memorial of what you've done for us. You've helped us. But we look to the future and we don't put our trust in parliaments or men or finances. Yes, we may need them all. But Lord, we say we put them to one side and we just trust in you. Bless these people, I pray, Lord, on the next part of our journey, that none will be lost, that you'll invigorate us again, that we'll know your presence individually and collectively. Bless these people, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And as we tell our story of your glories to those around us, that this place will be filled with people worshipping you, it will be a home and a place of salvation and a place of healing as we look to you as you lead us into the future. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, folks. I don't know.